Hello and welcome back to New Paradigm Healing. This series focuses on ayahuasca-assisted therapy. Our intention is to educate, inform, and support the conscious and responsible use of ayahuasca in the Western context. If you want to know more about ayahuasca-assisted therapy and our upcoming trainings and workshops, sign up for our mailing list to be the first one to know about the latest news at avatarhealingarts.com. Help to build our tribe by sharing our message with your friends and family and joining us on our social media platforms. My name is Nina Itzel, and today I'm excited to welcome Casey Kennedy, who will assist me in the upcoming episodes where we dive deeper into the ayahuasca integration process and share juicy bits from my book, Heart Medicine. Well, hello and welcome back to our Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy podcast. My name is Nina Itzel and I am here with Casey Kennedy again, continuing uh, or book review. If you haven't heard about my book, then check it out on Amazon or babuapress.com, Heart Medicine, Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy, and the integration process. So we are diving deeper into the integration and how to navigate this integration process and what, what do we exactly mean by that. So I'm so happy to be here with you, Casey, again. So welcome. Thank you for having me, Nina. Um, yeah, I appreciate you having me on again. This is this is a lot of fun last time, and I'm learning a lot. There's so many different kinds of plants, from psychedelics to things like cacao to help open your heart, Cherokee I wanted to know if you were using other plants on your journey in this year to three years after, and what, um, you know, maybe do you advise people to do things like psilocybin, other psychedelics, maybe. Um, attend to different ceremonies or maybe halt that experience while you're integrating these lessons from other ayahuasca. Can you explain some of that? Yeah, thank you. This is a great question. And I think a lot of people probably thinking about this or have different experiences. So really the first thing that I would like to share is that I think it's always a very individual decision. So it depends a lot of, of you know what's going on with the individual and what are their exact circumstances so i do not believe you know that one rule fits all and this could be said that this is you know pro or against <laughs> integrating with other plants so i think this is the most important um that everybody who decides to use other plants or not use follows their internal guidance and they make their own decision but also i think it's important that they have sometimes outside support and reflection to have them uh, to guide them uh, to their own truth inside of them because sometimes people can be lost and they they can just you know um yeah don't assess the situation in 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 a in a reasonable way so um, it's it's very individual. Um, I think it's the two biggest category would be integrating. If you're talking about using other plants, like are they psychedelic, <clears throat> psychoactive plants or not? <clears throat> if they are not, like we're talking about uh, different herbs or cacao or supplementations and things like that, um, that's often used in the integration. Again, depending on the individual needs, especially if they have any physical problems these plants and herbs can be very useful uh, it's very important that we are working with 
a person, a herbalist, a guide who has extensive knowledge of this and can work with the individual on an individual basis, you know, recommending any kind of supplementation or, or use of different power plants or healing plants. And in terms of psychoactive plants, um, I personally, in my program, when somebody is doing my program, the first time they do it, a lot of people that I work with, they are first-timers. They never work with this medicine before. So the first time they do this more than one-year program, I, I do ask them uh, not to use any psychedelic plants during the integration process unless we otherwise agree. So again, there could be circumstances or, or situations. For example, I worked with uh, somebody who went through the integration and towards the end of the integration, she was still taking um, a certain kind of pharmaceutical medication that she wanted to completely let go of. And in the end, uh, what was helpful for her to use uh, microdosing of psilocybin to to let go of that pharmaceutical um, in the end. So again, you know, it's very individual, but generally I would say that in terms of the ayahuasca, it's a very strong medicine. Um, so first, <laughs> let's integrate, you know, what is going on. For most people, that is an overwhelming experience. This is my experience that uh, it, it, it is overwhelming as it is, you know, why would you put on top of that, you know, just doing more and more? Um, sometimes it could be a mind trap of this thirst for more and wanting to have more medicine and drinking more and more in terms of like very Western mindset that, okay, just take more of it, you know, and then the more the better. That is not my experience necessarily. And... Um, it's, I think, important to discern on an individual level that why you are doing it if you are deciding to use other plans and especially more powerful plans in your integration, why you are doing it and what kind of support or reflection do you have, you know, to, to, to help you to guide yourself with that. So um, I think it's, it's, it's important, you know, that you have around you people who can who can help you because you are on a roller coaster we talked about it and sometimes you are very convinced that this is the best thing that you can do and it's really not you know but it appears in that moment and I'm sure you can relate so uh, what I would again emphasize that it's an individual decision like based on the circumstances in that moment and have, you know, somebody who has experience, you know, guiding people through this experience that, that can, you know, reflect to you <clears throat> also other perspectives to consider before you are making a decision like that. What, what, what is your experience, Casey? Like, have you used any other plants and, and how do you feel about, you know, what was your motivation if you did use... Um, well, my experience with other plants came pretty recently. It was about maybe three months ago. I attended a cacao ceremony with a group of women that I found here in Oklahoma that um, were really in aligned with 
the plants and um, very knowledgeable of the plants. I I'm super impressed with um, their safety and like just the way that that they that they conducted themselves. I just felt very comfortable with them. And I met them first, and then I've done two psilocybin ceremonies um, since and worked with um, the mushroom uh, for the last two months. And it has been a lot. Um, and the reason, the intention for me uh, going to the mushroom was I was getting signs. I was getting signs of meditation. I was spending, and still am, about three to four hours a day in meditation. And it just kept showing up. It was showing up in nature. Um, and so I was guided to this to this group of women. I can see why it's not a good idea for the majority of people, even myself, I haven't quite gotten to the year um, integration space on this journey yet. Um, I'm just kind of going with what my heart is telling me. But when you are in this space of not really knowing an ego, um, kind of going into this next topic of making rational or irrational decisions and not really knowing, I found myself in that space of wanting um, to make all of these drastic decisions and then then just like, okay, there, there are tools here to deal with. There are people here. Um, maybe just pause on those drastic jumps to Peru and changing your entire life. Um, and so to me, the medicine has kind of helped balance that. So it's interesting that it's so different for every person. And maybe this road is windy and not perfect, but it's perfect for me in this moment. And I feel like I'm navigating it the best that I can, but it is a lot to navigate when you're dealing with, with other plants, even plants like cacao, that's such a strong heart opener. And I'm doing breath work on top of that, which is another big, you know, release in, in your mind and in your brain and those traumas that we've held on to for so long. I think a good question to ask here is how how is this serving you? How is this serving me? Whatever I am doing, you know, if you are guided to work with these plans and you feel better and more grounded and more clear and more, you know, secure in yourself and it's definitely you are benefiting from this work. Um, absolutely, you know, follow that. Well, I also was having things with purging. Like I in in Peru, I felt like there were still some things that weren't really purged out. There were some deep trauma things that that now we're trying to surface to release. It's also like super common that people want to change their life and move to a different country and quit their job, like everything, you know, after, well, it's, it, it can be a very deep transformational experience. And, and I think, um, my experience is that, um, if something is your path and your destiny, it will come to you over and over again it will be presented to you it's not like that oh that you had one chance <laughs> to make this decision and you missed it and now it's all over and you you lost it's not like that so um i encourage people that um at the especially at the beginning of the integration let's say the first six eight months not to make a huge life-changing decision uh, like, for example, breaking up a 30-year relationship or moving to another country or something like that based on just like one impulse. 
you know i mean of course there are again exceptions you know if somebody already was struggling with a situation for example working somewhere where they didn't like working even before they begin this journey and then after their experience they go back to that environment the contrast will become like so intense for them that it will be presented you know on a daily basis that this is not in alignment with you this is not in alignment with you you don't feel good you don't feel well here it's time to let go it's time to let go but that will be so clear and present that will need no interpretation <laughs> per se because it will be so much so to say in our face you know that that is a different kind of situation i'm more referring to oh now i'm gonna uproot my whole life and move to as you said peru and live in the in a jungle hut and you know drink medicine for the rest of my life like okay if in one year you still think that that this is your destiny this is your path go for it you know definitely not holding back but as we as we talked about last time this roller coaster you know there are moments when we think we have all the clarity and we understood and we are clear on our purpose and everything and like three days later it's like total confusion and doubt and like everything is like i don't know what to do anymore and so it, it there is this intensity and um I find that the best way to navigate this is, is just to give some space and time for ourselves to settle. Know, how was your experience? Did you feel like uprooting your life? Like I was, <laughs> did you feel, did you have moments when you were like, okay, I'm out and I'm completely changing everything? Well, you had mentioned something in our last conversation about like intention and the why, and I was getting and still am the nudge to be on this realm of, of the healer, which is not what I went into this at all expecting to feel. Um, so even just allowing that feeling kind of helped um, reveal these worthiness of that. Like, why me? Like, who am I to, to help with people in this plant world, um, especially being so new to it? So even navigating, I think a lot of those messages were on this realm of, of, of healing and helping others heal. And you kind of talked about how maybe that could, could be different in the plants that are connecting to you also. I find that especially with the ayahuasca, a lot of healers come to the ayahuasca who are healers. You know, maybe they are not therapists per se, or this is not what they do kind of, you know, as, as a job. But um, they are healers and they have these gifts, you know, to offer. They are service to others, individuals. And a lot of people like this feel called to the medicine to kind of remember and, and awaken their gifts, you know, and step into their higher path or their path of service. So that makes a lot of sense to me, you know, what, what you are sharing right now. And I've seen this with many people, you know, who come through the medicine in general. If you are well, you don't need any medicine, <laughs> you know, all the medicine, all the yoga, everything are tools to help us to, to remember, to reconnect, you know, to that power that is inside of ourselves and all these tools help us to access that and to stay connected, you know, to that center. Um, I would like to read something along the lines here in your book, talking about finding a haven and anchor in my heart. Um, there was a lot of change in my life during that time. My idea of me and what I was capable of rapidly transformed. 
The shackles of the past were falling away. Old beliefs like I am only a body, I have no control over my life, also had to go. Add to that some conditioning that I am a sinner and that salvation is through suffering and sacrifice. Top it off with cultural heritage of being a woman destined to obey and put everyone else first. I could see why when I thought like this, the best I could hope for was a better afterlife. What is this? Can you explain uh, in this kind of where you were and like kind of where you, what you were thinking in this time? Beginning when I was in Mexico, actually, this was like the first six months of when I was, when I arrived here. So this is a pretty fresh, you know, into kind of my integration and my kind of like dark night of the soul kind of period of time, as you can see, you know, from this little uh, coat here. Um, it was very confusing, I think, and scary time for me. Um, what would be a good experience or a good metaphor? <clears throat> Maybe people who, who are divers or who dove before, <clears throat> when you are diving and you are going down or coming up and you can't see the bottom yet so you are in the ocean and and everywhere around you is just the, the, the blue water and there is there are moments when you lose your sense of direction because it's the same everywhere and you are you know gravity is not like working in the same way and 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 it's 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 it can be a scary moment first then you have okay no right and left or up and down and where i am and what to relate myself to you know very disorienting feeling and therefore could be very scary <laughs> it's a feeling of like nothing to hold on to so this you know in this moment that that's what was going on for me like mentally it's like um, everybody, all of us operates out of a mental structure, a mindset, you know, a belief system. And um, this is kind of like a period when things that you used to believe in and created your framework of reference are deeply like questioned and moved <laughs> and rocked and shaked. And suddenly it's just these big question marks everywhere obviously bringing up, you know, um, deep-seated fears, you know, that we all carry because um, it's like a sense of loss of self, I think, you know, you can say that. And um, what helped me personally in that moment is, you know, to stay connected and to practice, you know, reconnect and anchor in that spiritual aspect of me that is not in my mind <laughs> that is beyond my mind and you know coming coming through a heart space and an intuitive space and and connecting with that other aspect of me that was not rocked or shaked or influenced by you know what was happening to to my mind or to me um, you say that higher um that higher aspect those higher um, and you're talking about spirituality and this crazy space in your mind at that time. How did your spirit team, what does that look like for you? How did that play a role into figuring this out and navigating next steps when you have your ego involved and all of these different decisions and not quite knowing where to go and being able to center yourself? Um, 
with with spirit with God routine how did you navigate that and talk a little bit about your spirituality through that um, one thing that was super helpful for me is to write and journal because there is a lot going through your mind like mentally and you know once you write them down is kind of you process them in a in a way and putting it out of you expressing it and putting it on a paper then you can look at it like oftentimes you know this is not only my experience i did this with many people uh, and they had the same experience like you read back your journal and you are like this is insane <laughs> this is great like you know like you you you're like aware but it's still going through your so it helps you to not to get so carried away into some kind of mind trap or loop or obsession or paranoia, which could be very common, you know, when this is happening, because, you know, that is the fear motivates these states of being uh, physical practices, like for me, you know, movement practices like yoga that help me to physically anchor, you know, to stay in the present moment, to stay in my body. And, and then obviously mindfulness like meditation, you know, and just allowing this this content to move through and to settle and clarify without being so lost, you know, um, any kind of mindfulness practice. And and for me, prayer, you know, prayer is for one of my, my biggest tool and strongest, which is what I mean by prayer is not to pray some kind of God outside of you or entity or anything like that is that prayer, you know, to ourselves, you know, <laughs> like the, that surrender to my higher self, you know, knowing that I am more than my body, I'm more than my mind, you know, I'm much bigger than that and wiser than that and 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 praying for that i'm able to go beyond that mind that i'm able to surrender my mind to that higher aspect of myself and stay connected there and receive guidance and information from there and cultivating this relationship on a on an ongoing basis like every day obviously and this is you know what what is the best anchor that was the best anchor for me there I love that and that like the practices of these things, the journaling, the breath work, the mindfulness, the meditation, all of those are exercises to these states of being able to let go of all of those um, feelings that don't serve us anymore. We talked about sisterhood a little bit in the last episode, but I wanted to revisit a little bit because I've got a little um, to add on that and I know you've had a lot of great experiences with these wonderful sisters in your life that oh my gosh we really really need each other um, one of the best things that i love about sisterhood is that we have absolutely no secrets it's a place to share anything the good the bad the beautiful and the ugly knowing that we are all still loved and accepted we share our wisdom and our tools and we uplift each other empower each other we remember together that we are loved this is a real gift in this world and I love this because I feel like in a world that isn't all 100% supportive, to meet women that are on the same team that you can just tell their heart is for you. And like I was, my roommate from Peru is my soul sister. She's, she, I, I can't imagine this road without her, but just to have somebody to talk to, like you said, that that will tell you you're not crazy. I'm having these things. And 
and I can help you through it and having support systems like people that I'm, you know, doing cacao ceremonies, sound therapy with, breath work, um, people kind of on the, the same frequency and developmental growth. Um, talk about the need to have that. I know you have clients that, um, that you've experienced, you know, their need for that kind of support. Will you go into that? Well, as I wrote in the book as well, like I, I was very blessed always with like having biological sisters as well, but also like a more, much more extended sisterhood all around the world, like these people who I really consider a closer family to me and uh, my tribe per se, you know, who I kind of resonate with more. And um, I think that support is like so important. And I'm talking about sisterhood because I have personal experience with women relating to each other in this way. For me, more logical and more natural would be, oh, I don't feel good now. So I'm reaching out for support and upliftment and I have people around me, friends and family or sisterhood or tribe or, you know, beloved who are happy, you know, to be there and uplift you as you would be happy, you know, to support or uplift a friend or, or a family or a beloved at any time. And, and therefore, you know, your suffering would be much shorter. <laughs> but this is not what's happening. Normally, this is something that kind of we are also relearning in the healing process, in the integration that, hey, if you need support, you, you reach out and you ask and there is support, there is always support around of you. And it is very helpful, you know, to get another perspective, especially when you are lost, especially when you are afraid, especially when you are confused, especially when you are in doubt. That's not saying follow other people's advice. Is saying always check in with your intuition and is this resonating with you? Does this make sense, you know? Yeah. Well, I had a, a group of women, like a couple, like I said, my, my roommate and a few other people recently, and it's just interesting because they'll call and be like, so how are you? How's your heart? How are you really? And I'm like, uh, like I didn't even know how to answer those questions at first. Like just to be able to communicate with people I don't know very well is, has been a big lesson and to ask for help. Explain your process and your coaching, how somebody who would go back to their everyday life maybe could integrate that in a practical, realistic way. And maybe somebody doesn't have the um, ability like you or me. Like, I mean, I'm self-employed. I do video production. I can shift things around and have the availability to go off to Costa Rica for a month or two. Um, how do you talk to those clients coming to you saying, okay, I've got you know, maybe two to three weeks to spend in Costa Rica. Is this something that I'm still um, eligible for? Is this, is this still something you recommend? And how would you navigate that type of client? So how it works, uh, the first step is like, I have a free consultation with anybody who is interested, you know, doing this program. And that is just, you know, to get to know each other. And I talk more about the program and the process itself. And I also, you know, the, the individuals tell me, you know, what their intention or motivation is to do this journey. So the consultation is really to see if, if this is something that could serve them, if this is something that I feel in alignment with. They commit to a program that has two parts, a preparation and an integration. So I'm not giving medicine to anybody or holding any medicine circles or anything like that. 
you know, what I do is I help people to prepare for this experience. That's about a two, three months process that through these sessions, you know, I'm guiding people through a process that helps them to clarify their intentions and why they want to do this experience. What are their expectations? What are the exact things that they would like to change in their life and why? They normally come down to Mexico to do the ceremony. <clears throat> like I'm uh, connected with places and people uh, who I trust and I well know here who are in a beautiful environment in the jungle, who are holding space for these ceremonies. My experience is that people who come to me and who are committed to do this, they can make this happen. I had many people who were employees or who had their own businesses or whichever way, and they, they if you want it, you know, you can find a way to, to make some that, that few weeks free. And you are doing it for yourself, obviously, not for me. <laughs> After this time, they return to where they live and they continue with weekly sessions. What is, what is the most challenging part for most people is to, to have the experience in Mexico and to go back to their environment, especially if they work uh, somewhere. So, for example, you know, I have um, a client who is a nurse in a hospital, so... You can imagine that is a great contrast to be in Mexico on a, on a little beach town and in the jungle in nature, you know, with yourself and your daily practices and your internal reflections and <laughs> all this process and then suddenly going back into a completely different kind of environment and, and, and in this very intense contrast and then somehow trying to navigate that and consolidate that. So that is... but that is very challenging but also that is what what is moving the whole process because the contrast shows you what is not serving anymore what you need to let go and 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 the integration is happening and like 24 7 it's not that one session a week that you do the integration you are integrating all the time the sessions are there for you to make sense out of it. You're making all of these internal shifts that are going on inside, but then don't make any big decisions. Don't really, you know, make any big changes when all of this is all changing. It can get a little overwhelming um, in, in the normal everyday life. <laughs> Absolutely. And now add on top of that, just collective process and what is happening you know right now on the planet like it's it's for me it's so symbolic in a way it's almost like a you know death rebirth dark night of the soul transformation you know so within so without so it's 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 very interesting and and again you know we need each other we need anchors we need we need that support we need that love we need that container and we are not supposed to do it a lot like you don't have to you don't have to suffer and isolate yourself and sacrifice things you know um in order to to move forward or to to find your answers or your solutions and that's why i i was that's why i've written the book that's why i'm doing this work that's why i'm doing we are doing this podcast that's why we are putting this information out there just to to spread it even more and to create you know this community where people can fall back to who feel that they don't have in their immediate environment you know this type of support right now 
Thank you so much, Nina. It's always such a pleasure talking to you. It's so nice to have your input and your, you know, your perspective. So it's like so exciting and amazing. I really appreciate you being here, Casey. Ready for the next one. Yeah, and the next time we're going to continue to dive in deeper and bring some more gems and and some more good things to share with you guys. So tune, tune in, stay tuned.